Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers podcast, brought to you in association with Manufacture CT. On every episode, we take the opportunity to learn more about a local manufacturing business. Welcome to the latest edition of Meet the Manufacturers. On today's episode, I am pleased to introduce David Wrights, who is the CEO and MD, and Michael Gessick, who is the Metals Technology and Plant Manager for Inventec Performance Chemicals. Gentlemen, welcome along to Meet the Manufacturers. It's great to be here, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Great to be here. Great to have you along. So we're going to start with you, David, if I may. How long have you been with the company and how did you arrive at this job within the business? So I've been at the company now six years. And so the story started seven years ago. I was working with Inventech shareholders in France, helping them to purchase a manufacturing company uh, called Amtech here in Connecticut. And they were building out a global supply chain and had operations in Asia, operations in South America, Mexico, all throughout Europe. And we added the business in the U.S. through an acquisition. After the acquisition, I stayed on to take care of the fiduciary responsibilities, mainly uh, working on finance and accounting. After about a year, I worked on the operations side, on inventory management, on delivery, you know, some basics of manufacturing. And then just three years ago, they asked if I would run the, uh, the commercial side and the, uh, the full business as the CEO. And so I've been doing that role for about three years. Fantastic. Michael, tell me a little bit about the company. I mean, what do you manufacture? And could you tell me how long you've been with the company and how did you end up as the role of metals technology and plant manager, which is a very long title? (laughs) Well, I think it's two kind of lumped into one. So what we do, first of all, is we are a manufacturer of materials and chemicals used for soldering. Of course, uh, oftentimes when we think of soldering, we think of a pipe and welding it so you don't get water all over your house. But in this case, we're talking about the interconnects on the circuit boards and on the high density packaging and on all the things that make the 21st century interesting. In other words, computers. To do that, we have to turn the metals into very small particles, which is where my role as metals technology manager takes over. Mm-hmm. And of course, to do that, we have to have an operating plant, which can satisfy both the metals and the chemicals and work uh, between the two, which is where my role as plant manager comes in. So Michael, tell me a little bit about how long you've been with the company and how did you arrive with your double header title? in 2020? Well, I've, I've been with Inventech since the acquisition of Amtech, and I've been with Amtech since I graduated from business school with entrepreneurial studies in 2003. So quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. That, that is correct. And then I had been part of a, a business venture outside of Amtech to acquire Amtech assets 12 years ago. So it's a very complicated story, but an interesting one uh, to me anyway, nonetheless. David, so tell me a little bit more about the day-to-day running of the business. You're the CEO and the MD. So what does your average day look like? What is your role and your responsibilities? So my role spans uh, commercial to operations and the role consists of responsibilities of aligning strategy and, and goals with shareholders and management and other employees. 
building and developing a team and culture. And then I do a lot of work with strategic partnerships that can add long-term value. I've been working partnerships and, and developing with large companies like 3M, Panasonic, and groups like Green America. Oh, fantastic. Tell me more about Green America. That sounds quite interesting. So Green America is a group of manufacturers, and these are some of the largest brand name manufacturers in the U.S. And you can look online and look it up. It includes Intel, Apple, Seagate, Hewlett Packard, amongst, uh, amongst others. And this group are concerned about sustainability of their business and are proactively taking out toxic chemicals from their supply chain. Oh, and it is brilliant. And Inventech, we've developed cleaning technologies and they've, they've targeted cleaning because cleaning has a lot of toxic chemicals in the traditional cleaners and solvents. And we, uh, having been developed chemistries under REACH regulations in Europe are bringing those chemistries to the U.S. and more globally. So I work with them. I'm uh, often in San Francisco and in a working group. And it's something that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago, but the government in the U.S. has not regulated these toxic chemicals. The businesses themselves are regulating the chemicals out of their supply chain. And Inventech, we're a small business, we're a high-tech business, but we have specialty knowledge to be able to advise and help these very large companies to remove the chemicals. And at the end, the employees are at less risk of getting cancer, having reproductive issues. And, uh, and it's something that we're really proud of as a, as a company that we're helping to create the future with these sustainable products. As you should be. That's fantastic. Michael, over to you. Could you tell me a little more about your role, your responsibilities? What does the average day look like for Michael Gessick? Well, the average day is, I mean, starts off by trying to service our customers and keep them happy and keep product flowing. Of course, in order to do that, as David just pointed out, we have to be aware of and cognizant of any regulations and rules and best practices for safety and quality. So I guess the day would begin with, with uh, checking on the customers as my role as the metals technology manager and as kind of a sales role, and then segue over to making sure the plant is operating at maximum efficiency, checking our metrics, make sure all the employees are you know, in line with safety protocols and that we have a quality output. So Michael, was manufacturing always going to be where you ended up? Was it always the plan to have a career within the manufacturing industry? I believe so. When I uh, set off to college I, I originally set off uh, looking for a degree in material science and engineering which ultimately i'm working now in that field uh, turns out once you learn the math you can teach yourself more of it <laughs> so 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 uh so at that point i transitioned into a business degree in the entrepreneurial studies so i could get some more experience in the commercial side of things uh, but I'd say from college, coming from a, a family that's embedded in manufacturing, uh, I, I think it was always what I thought I would do. Yeah, it's something I hear often when I when I do these podcasts, you know, these meet the manufacturers. Many, many people have got it kind of in their blood, I feel like. What about yourself, David? Did you always plan on a career in manufacturing or did you fall into it and stay? What's your story? So I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, 
and very near where the steel, traditional steel production is. And so from my home growing up, I could see the steel mills at night burning off gas and half the kids in in my class, their parents were in the mills. So I guess, like you said, in a sense, to me, working and and work was, was manufacturing. And I went to school, I studied engineering, industrial engineering, a master's degree in that. And I went and worked for a, a tire works factory and, uh, and then went into uh, MBA. So for me, I really enjoy the environment, the challenges of manufacturing, the opportunity to create and build products. And it's an industry that I'm very passionate about. Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed manufacturing geek. I really love reading about it, understanding it, and, you know, helping to do my part to create uh, more manufacturing, especially here in the U.S. There's nothing wrong with being a geek, David. Nothing wrong with it at all. (laughs) Uh, So thinking about the skills, you know, you're both very highly qualified. David, first, what skills do you think have been the most useful to you in your career uh, and climbing the ladder, if you like, within the manufacturing industry? What skills have been the most valuable to you? I think the most important skill has been listening and then from that having action. And I'll give you a kind of an example from early career and then current career example. But early career, I was an industrial engineer working in a plant. And many industrial engineers would design the layouts of the plant by sitting in their cube in an office and moving the the new equipment around and saying, okay, this is where it's going to go and hand it off to a a mechanic who would go put it in place. And I had a different approach. I went to the plant floor. I talked to the operators and I said, here's the new piece of equipment. Where should it go? And this was very early in my career and they would help me design it. I'd put it on the CAD, then I'd give it to the me- mechanics. And, and uh, long behold, I was the best industrial engineer by listening to the employees. And I do that to today as the general manager. Uh, we have uh, we have interviews and, and we do listen to exit interviews. So when people decide to, to leave the business, we want to understand why. And uh, recently we had heard that 401k was important and wages in a certain area where there was a little bit harder manual work, uh, higher wages were warranted. And so we listened to that and we made those changes. We have a, a, a nice 401k program now that we started two years ago and we increased wages and have increased retention in that area. So I think for me is kind of listening and then having some type of action. And, and I would say even for customers, I'm very focused on and what their needs are as well. Absolutely. What about yourself, Michael? What skills have been the most valuable as you've progressed throughout your career? Well, for me, I've always valued research. And like David said, how something works. I'm reminded of the Steve Jobs statement or comment about uh, design not being what something looks like, but how it works. And sometimes I have found that the best way to understand how something works is to do research. In the information age, uh, we're very fortunate that we can do research provided you can you know, filter out or wade through the minutia of nonsense. 
You could do meaningful research in the manufacturing space without having to really go anywhere. So I think that's been the most valuable. Yeah, research and listening. Yeah. Question for you, David. So you touched on the importance of employees, you know, and a company is only as good as its employees. How would you describe the, the culture or the values within your company? The culture stems from the parent company, which is the Dehan Group, and uh, which owns Inventech. And the Dehans are a family company over 150 years, fourth generation, and their values, in which I'm very aligned to, I would say are twofold. One is being a very human-focused company. I talked to Pierre Tendahan, who's the chairman of, of the company, and he will ask how the employees are doing by name. And, wow. and he'll be, I'll talk to him from Paris and he will ask and he, he'll come and visit. Uh, so I think very human focused. And uh, I would say second, step by step as far as development, not trying to skip steps, but understanding what's the first next solid step which can progress and being a private company, having the luxury to to do that in a very kind of thoughtful way. So human focus, culture, step-by-step -step culture. And then as far as values, the three things I say we value are diversity. We're very diverse. We have, you know, Catholics and Protestants and the Muslims and Buddhists in in our in our factory here in Connecticut. Uh, we have a very diverse staff and we cultivate it and believe it's best for our business to have diversity. And uh, I would say the other two things are forward thinking. We're forward thinking in our products, trying to create sustainable products that meet not only today's needs, but future needs of our customers. And then lastly, the third thing is teamwork. And we accomplish things as a team Mike leads uh, one of our strongest teams that we have in the company here. But when we accomplish something in manufacturing, it's a long chain of success from the salesperson that has made the sale to customer service, to purchasing who brings in the product, manufacturing that builds the product and shipping that ships the product and quality assurance that's checking it. So we have this very diverse and very long chain of teamwork that makes us successful. There really is the emphasis on team. Michael, thinking about your role, particularly as the plant manager, obviously you have a, a number of people working on the floor, so to speak. Tell me about your employee culture. What's the feedback you get from them? And how do you work with them to, to get things done in a timely fashion? Well, we put into place uh, continuous improvement plans and formalize them. And we have uh, forms on the floor for people to fill out and we encourage them to fill them out as regularly as they, the, the mood hits to insert formally their ideas and feedback to the process. So I'd say from, from a culture standpoint, we demand quality, of course, but we promote innovation and we promote innovation as David spoke to teamwork, traceability and diversity. Michael, what advice would you give to somebody perhaps looking to explore a career in manufacturing? You know, why would somebody explore a career in manufacturing in 2020? Is there any schools or training programs or courses that you would recommend? Is there any career advice for the next budding manufacturer? Well, I would say, as David suggested, 
uh, before that he did in his path in his career is get out there, you know, in the trenches, so to speak, and understand how the process works and see it in its totality. Why I say that, why I think it's interesting is in any particular manufacturing industry, when you look on one side of the supply chain, you can be at the lowest form of sophistication in terms of a metals mine. On the other side of the supply chain, you're on the absolute highest level of sophistication, closest to the end user, like your Apples and your 3Ms and companies like that. So, you know, I would recommend that somebody thinks about manufacturing in its totality and, you know, appreciates the tangible nature of the output. It's real, what you're creating. It's a physical good or product that can be delivered. And that, at the end of the day, can make you feel pretty good about what you do. I think it's a very satisfying industry, isn't it? Is, you know, many people go to work, they can push around a lot of paper for a eight, nine hours a day. But actually, at the end of your process, there is something tangible and physical that you get to see. I think that, for me, is what makes it so special. Question for you, David. What do you really like about your current job or the industry? And where is this company heading in the next, say, five or, or 10 years, pandemic pending, of course? So what I enjoy most about my job right now is being able to introduce and build sustainable practices and products in the U.S. supply chain and the response that we we've been getting from customers i enjoy the very much the teamwork that we have to make that happen and the the care that we take to make that happen and i see the future uh, and i think about like with the pandemic uh, as you mentioned it's shown that having manufacturing local manufacturing and this is kind of my personal belief is local production for local consumption and having a supply chain that's halfway around the world supplying you know the north america market or vice versa as we've developed over the last 30 years is not a you know a current thinking best practice there's challenges with supply chain cost management IP management. Uh, and so I think the future is if you have customers in Asia, then you have manufacturing servicing that, you know, those customers and, and the same with North America. And so I see more manufacturing coming back to the U.S. in the coming years. And then secondly, I mentioned uh, sustainability earlier, and I think that's another major trend is that businesses will become more sustainable. And in fact, I really believe it's an evolution in capitalism. Just like lean manufacturing uh, 10, 20 years ago would pick, whoever could implement that would help to pick winners and losers in manufacturing because they would create efficiencies and win more business. Today, I think that companies that can become more sustainable can have a competitive advantage and I've looked into this and this is what we strive for. And, and I'll give you a couple examples. Companies that implement sustainability as a core strategy have more satisfied employees. I read Rochester University, they did a study and they said 50% of employees at companies that have sustainable practices and, and strategy are happy. And I read that and I said, boy, as a CEO, that's terrible, 50%. Mm -hmm. But the issue was that 
if you didn't have sustainability, only 25% were highly satisfied. So you basically would double your number of satisfied and highly satisfied employees by focusing on sustainability. Product development, I mentioned earlier, we develop products for the future by focusing on products that are sustainable and, and we're winning market share with that. And thirdly, on the cost side, we are developing products with more recycled content and we are not going to take from the mines as directly as we have done before. And we are saving costs and we're passing that on to our customers and we're keeping some cost savings to help develop our, our business in the future. So I think sustainability is, is a big future for us and for manufacturing. And I also think that more local manufacturing is, is important or, or regional manufacturing is important. Very much so. Are you tackling any exciting new opportunities or challenges at the moment within the business, David? So the two challenges that we're facing right now, one is bringing on additional manufacturing talent. And it's uh, very interesting. We we have uh, open positions at our company. We've, we're a growing company. And sometimes those positions are open for months and months. And so finding qualified and talent to be in our manufacturing from production technicians, production leads to quality managers, it's a challenge to, to bring on uh, new talent as we grow. And I think it's a testament to how well manufacturing is doing in general. And also a little bit on the supply side, we don't have the schools uh, as much as we've had in the past to supply for our business. And the second challenge that we have is development of our brand and marketing that in the U.S. So we're really well known in Europe we're very well known now in Asia, and we're relatively newcomer in, in, in the US. So we are focusing on, and it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity, being able to get our brand well known and trusted in the US. And it's a exciting development as we launch our marketing plans and, and develop the market. Brilliant. Michael, question for you. Do you have any predictions about the future of manufacturing, in, in your opinion? You know, that could be doing business in the state of Connecticut or as a global company that you are. Okay, so I think David hit the nail on the head when he described earlier how there's been kind of a cycle of, of manufacturing where it's gone from being consolidated and outsourced and you know increasing transportation costs has kind of forced things to relocate to where it's needed, produce it where you need it. As David said, I think that one of the technologies that that's going to assist in that is additive manufacturing. And I think additive manufacturing and frankly, manufacturing in general has a very solid future in Connecticut in particular, because we have a huge aerospace industry locally, and we also have enormous defense spending and production and manufacturing in the area as well. So I think, uh, as David suggested earlier, that the future of manufacturing is going to become more uh, regional. And I think in that particular view of how things go, Connecticut is well-placed. Yeah, very much so. It's something I've heard a lot whilst doing these podcasts, you know, about local being the future. Michael, uh, David, sorry, question for you. Describe the customer or the end user 
of the products that you make? What are their goals and their needs? So we have two major product lines. One is electronic materials, and these are for contract manufacturers, OEMs for circuit boards. And those customers need and require reliability. And they are automotive, aerospace, medical. These customers, the circuit boards, if they fail, can have severe impact. Very and much so, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you think airplanes, think satellite systems, medical equipment, and we create high reliability materials and, and coatings for, for that market. And then our second market is broader. It's our sustainable cleaning chemistries that's used broadly across metal finishing and can still include aerospace, medical, automotive, and others. And there the market is beyond the, the base of, of cleaning. It's having a safe product, having a product that's non-flammable, doesn't cause cancer, doesn't cause reproductive issues. So the base is cleaning and precision cleaning. And, and the second real need is, is safety. And uh, Okay, question for both of you now. I'm going to start with you, Michael, if I may. Thinking about your career to date then, what does the next phase of your career look like? Are you planning to retire someday? What, what's the plan for you, Michael? Well, for me, again, it's, we're kind of coming back to the, the regionalization of technology and manufacturing. So the next phase of my career, I suppose I can see the developing, for lack of a better term, and I'll, I'll steal one from a, a book called E-Myth Revisited, creating the franchise prototype, which involves developing techniques, processes, and equipment so that it can be transferred and you know, think about McDonald's, how they're all the same and they all work and deliver the same product and they're all located where the consumer needs it. Something like that, but on, of course, the manufacturing scale. Uh, to answer your question, I do hope to one day retire. I think anybody does. Uh, I certainly, <laughs> I certainly don't. I, I certainly don't want to sit around and do nothing. I think there are too many things in this world that you can do and that you can learn or that you can teach yourself. So I'm sure I'll eventually stop working in this realm, but I doubt I'll ever stop learning or trying to master new things. I think that's a perfect answer. What about yourself, David? What does the next phase of your career look like? What's the future hold for David? So I think my next phase, I still have a little bit of phase left here, which is, you know, managing and, and building and creating a future for Inventech and in manufacturing. But my next phase I think it's going to be passing off the knowledge that I've, I've learned over time and passing that on to the next generation. And I don't know exactly what that will look like, perhaps at, at a university, perhaps writing something. And, and I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, long term, you know, 10, 15 years from now. But uh, the next 10, 15 years, I will enjoy building the future for Inventech and, and uh, manufacturing. Fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today, for joining me on Meet the Manufacturers. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. It sounds like manufacturing, certainly here in Connecticut, has got a very bright future ahead of it. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Claire. It's been, it's been delightful. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this edition of Meet the Manufacturers. 
If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT or you would like to join the organisation, you can visit the website manufacturect.org.